Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. But, hello everyone, uh, welcome back to, uh, which one is this? <laughs> Storm, Earth, and Fire, um, the, uh, World of Warcraft RPG campaign, uh, using my 5th edition rendition of the, uh, WoW RPG rules. Uh, I am William, and I am the Dungeon Master for this campaign, and joining me today we have Holly. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Shiana Flamecarver. She is an orc rogue assassin. I remembered all that without looking at my sheet. Nice. Uh, and Austin, whose character's name is Jangatal, for those wondering, because he never says his character's name. Hi! Uh, I'm playing the troll in the party. The troll has Sneck Friend. The troll is a hunter. He does all of the survival exploratory stuff. He is not the spokesman for the party. That is Snake Friend's job. <laughs> uh, your mic is just barely blocking out your face. If you want to slide just to the to your right. Yeah, right, right about I there. I can see you. I should probably just rearrange the camera. I can scoot over also because I have over. all this you have space. All with all these people see, here. now I'm Garrick. We probably shouldn't have the mics. We can, we've tried to not have the mics in shot. And yes, it but I completely rearrange how the mics are. I'll have to play with it later. All right. Uh, and then Rudy. Hey, I'm Rudy. I'm playing uh, Brick Earth Whisper, Torin uh, Rune, Rune Master Knight. Yeah. Rune Knight. Uh, and uh, <coughs> Zachary. Hey, I'm Zach, and I'm playing a Leaf Ironmender, the half orc tinker priest. And Stan. And I'm playing Josh, the goblin techno mystic tinker. And we do not have John today. John, who plays Garrick, uh, Cloudspeaker, the uh, the orc uh, spirit champion. Uh, he's not available right now. He is uh, dealing with the harshness of life with two kids and, and a night-based job. So, you know. Um, but uh, when last we left off... This group of adventurers uh, had staged a daring raid into a Twilight's Hammer encampment, hoping to free prisoners that the Twilight's Hammer had taken oh, from previous 
from previous encounters, um, especially looking for uh, Shiana's uh, brother, one Merrick Steelarm, who supposedly was among those who had been captured. Um, infiltrating Twilight's Hammer's camp by ascending a cliff face and sneaking their way through using Twilight's Hammer disguises. Uh, the group managed to locate Merrick uh, and trigger as much of a prison break as they could, freeing as many prisoners from cages as possible, um, and initiating a fight with one of the uh, one of the people in charge of the camp, a, an uh, ogre mage, uh, who threatened the group. Um, and we pick up immediately in the aftermath of that fight uh, with. The Ogre Mage having fallen, uh, there were still a couple of cultists alive, but for the sake of brevity, they are dispatched quickly. But you now have the entire camp on high alert, and you need to figure out how you're going to get out of here. If you intend to try and fight your way out, or what you intend to do. Are we helping people get out? Yes, there is also, there is also a break happening as people are running for, the, uh, running for the edge of the cliff where you would set up your methods of escape. As you, as, as you, as all of you are preparing for what you're going to do next, Garrick turns to the group and says, uh, I will run interference. The rest of you do what you can to get civilians out. I will try and keep as many of them distracted as I can. I thought okay. you were going to say, I'm going to leave. <laughs> this all right, is have really fun, NPC coma. Really bad time. And so he, he will turn and sprint off in the direction of where most of the noise is coming from to run interference. Cool. Okay. And meanwhile, we just kind of get as many people out as possible. Just kind of get people down the cliff. So what do you intend to do? Just try and sprint for it? Um, do you want to try and... I'm going to just back off slowly and let um, everybody else get down, or all the prisoners get out first, because they're not, probably not in great shape. But I'm just going to back away slowly and use flea bombs and hand grenades. <laughs> How many of these Twilight stupid people are there? Like, I mean, a lot. A lot. We're in a camp a lot, of them. <laughs> Rough estimate. Couple, maybe up to a hundred. So we're not fighting our way out of this. No, I mean, you could, you could theoretically. Because they're like first and second level critters, we could run over a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to keep away from. I have a second level spell. I have a second level spell and a fourth level spell. If you go down, I'm, I can't help you. So is, we're not fighting out. Is my brother standing? Because I remember he was like. Really uh, I managed to just barely spare a. Uh, I believe you got him on his feet at the end yeah, of the last yeah. session. Yeah, because I managed to spare a uh, healing word warm. Yeah. So he's he's so he's got level of exhaustion shaking. and like five hit points. I know, this, he's, he's, he yeah. didn't die. He still he doesn't have any exhaustion. Uh, getting up getting up for getting up with exhaustion was Austin's house rule. Alright. Mm -hmm. Well, Shiana is going to put her arm around Merrick and try to get him out. And hurt anyone that gets in her way. Uh, I mean, he will lean on. She will lean on you as, uh, and use you for support as the two of you make your way towards the cliff face. Um, whoever would like me to, whoever would like, can go ahead and roll me a perception check. Actually, I'm going to. How has 
has the group in general, like the group of the prisoners been doing, have they been encountering much resistance as far as fighting Justin? Go ahead on our perception. Haha. <laughs> uh, right, I have to adjust that because I'm four to that now. Okay, 21. 21, alright. Anyone else? 21. 21. Oh, 23. 23. 19. 19. 20. 20. Um, so first off, you, who are looking specifically for how the how the prisoners are escaping, um, they're doing well enough, um, just the fact that the, the response <coughs> from the cultists is somewhat disorganized. Um, so the, the prisoners that are moving in clumps and have managed to grab weapons are mostly able to overwhelm cultists coming to see what's going on and then keep moving. Um, sort of picking up anyone who falls. Um, but, um, the other thing that all of you notice, um, is that there's a significant commotion, uh, on the eastern side of the camp where, uh, some, something seems to have gotten the, the attention of a significant number of Twilight's Hammer cultists. Towards the east? Yeah. And we can't see what it is? Yeah, it's, there's a lot of tents in the way, but you can hear <coughs> shouts and what sounds like fighting and what sounds like magic going off um, to the east. Okay. Where is that on, like, where I am right now? Um, you're heading, you are heading... Uh, in the cliff face, you said it was on the south? Uh, let me really quick, uh, yeah, I can pull up my map on, on the computer so I can recall exactly where I'm looking at. Because I may change the direction that I just told you, if I recall the map differently. Sorry, east is towards the cliff face. Uh, north is where you're hearing, because north north is, because uh, the, the cliff face is to the east, and then there's a ramp that heads down off the cliff face to the north and south. Somewhere north uh, is where you're catching all that commotion. <laughs> Keep busy for a while. I just keep. We gotta get out of here. Yeah, we have to take advantage of that distraction. Yeah. No, I'm. She's her number yeah, one you, you priority get, is getting her brother out right now. Yeah. I want to try to get towards one of the struggling areas of defense, like one of the. If there are any groups um, with arms that are struggling a little bit, and I'll call you and your brother over a little bit and use. Um, an ability I forgot I had. Um, oh yeah, Channel Divinity, Prayer of Healing, which heals everyone within 30 feet. So I'm gonna try to huddle as many people around me as possible, and, and they will all you can distribute get... how many hit points? The priest. It's not healing each creature. So it's it's not just distributed. It's a flat number to everyone, which is priest level plus spirit modifier. Which is, in this case, nine. Alright, yeah, so everyone heals for nine hit points. Nine to yeah. everybody? Well, no, it's nine plus your spirit. No, it's, it's, I'm a, I'm a, oh, right, you're not, you're not, you're right, you're only a six level. I'm a third level tanker. Right, 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 sorry. I forgot that you're multi-classing. Yep. Is it nine to everybody, though? Yes, everyone that can huddle around within 30 feet of me. I'm up to four now. <clears throat> 
I was injured exactly nine I points. do I do want to point out, um, for sake of clarity, uh, anything that says you can't use this feature on an undead or a construct, it does still work on Forsaken. Because mm -hmm. Forsaken are in that weird category where they qualify as undead, but they also qualify as humanoids. Makes sense. Yeah, because it listed that under their racial stuff where it's like, hey, yeah, they can get affected kind of by everything. Yeah. Which means they get... They get the upside of being able to be healed by stuff, but they also get the downside of being able to be extra damaged by stuff that specifically targets undead. Mm -hmm. So I could turn Forsaken or yeah, well, yeah, like yeah, like like uh, paladins get the extra die of divine smite on Forsaken. Um, but um, beyond that, uh, so yeah, anyway, so you guys get a little bit of extra healing uh, as you keep moving. Um, and so yeah, you make your way make your way towards the towards the cliff face to the east, and you surprisingly don't encounter much in the way of resistance. It seems like whatever's happening to the north is drawing a significant amount of their force away. What direction was the uh, camp that we came from? Blood Gulch is northeast. Hmm. Wonder if they have to do with that. If so, I'll be sure to thank someone when we get back. <laughs> but and as you as you make you make your way down the cliff, um, who's the last one down? I'll be the last one down. I'm probably the last one down because I was hanging back to take blows for people because that's my job. Yeah, I was kind of. I'm kind of helping you out with that because I haven't been, I haven't really been here. Also, yet. I have a climb speed, so yeah, I can get down very easily. So it makes the most sense for me to be yeah, you go last one, last person over. So uh, as you are the last person over, um, with the last of the prisoners down off the side, um, as you as you look around, um, you're noticing that commotion is beginning to die down, uh, which is convenient for you to get out of the way as as the commotion is beginning to die. Alright. So the group of you manage to get down the cliff and start moving away. Um, the You take the rope with you, presumably, because you have a climb speed and you don't need the rope. So you yeah. take take any evidence that you would climb down. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then you and a group of freed prisoners are running into the night, away from the camp. I go ahead and take off the disguising Twilight's hammer robes that I was wearing, throw them on the ground and cast smite on them. <laughs> <coughs> There's a burst of, of radiant energy that blasts into them and sort of rips through some of the cloth. I just don't like wearing all these clothes, man. <laughs> so how many people did we rescue total? Estimate. Uh, by and estimation, dozen, didn't we? yeah, there, there were there were uh, several dozen prisoners that you managed to free. Those uh, managing to escape, you don't have uh, not you can't see enough of them to get a full head count, but you probably got over half of them out. So you don't you don't know how many specifically might have died or not made it out and been captured again, but at the very least, you see what you think is the majority of the ones that you recognize. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to start, as we move back towards the base, try to get a general idea of where some of these, where most of the prisoners have 
come from, like whether some of these were innocent bystanders or if most of them were soldiers or the general idea of who they were capturing and why. Um, as you sort of gather around, just about everyone seems to have been here as a member of the Alliance or a member of the Horde. Everyone here was coming for military purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely seems to have been people who were present in the valley, or in the highlands rather, it's a highlands, not a valley. Um, people who were present in the highlands who had been captured for one purpose or another. <laughs> and does it seem like, because I know, obviously, Merrick was being quite heavily interrogated, as I'm sure I'll get filled in on that, mm-hmm. but um, does that seem to be a trend with the others so far as... Um, you don't know anyone, uh, like, just from the groups that you're able to run with, because everyone's just kind of sprinting. Um, but the people that you do manage to catch up with and have a conversation with, you don't know, you don't get any of the others who seem to have been interrogated quite so heavily as Merrick was. Mm-hmm. Well, it sort of implies that they thought Merrick knew something important. Yeah. Alright. Which, if you ask Merrick, he doesn't know what they were looking for. Huh. <clears throat> they seem they seem to have thought that he knew the location of someone or something important that he did not have an answer for. And he certainly wasn't going to tell them anything whether or not it was that he knew something or not because the longer that they were questioning him, he could take it and other people wouldn't be getting interrogated instead. Hmm. Interesting. It's something to report, certainly. Cool. Make it back to the camp, I guess. And the, the Alliance members split off. They offer you their thanks, um, but they, they split off and head north uh, for the Alliance camp. <laughs> Do we seem to be pursued by anything, anyone? Or does it seem that we're out, we're scot-free? It definitely seems like while there might have been people following you, whatever that commotion was, the Nora seems to have distracted <laughs> the majority of their forces. So it seems like that was a perfectly placed distraction that you managed to get away. Okay. We'll see if one of our allies happens to know what that was. Or no, we keep moving. You, yeah, you move on. Down. You move on towards Blood Gulch. Yep. Uh, go ahead and everybody, go ahead and make another perception check, real quick. One more time, and you're gonna get something from my Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Twelve. Yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen. Nineteen. Nineteen. I know it's eleven. <laughs> You are the only one who notices, apparently. Um, as you're as you're running, um, you notice that uh, there's a bird of prey in the sky who has been sort of continuously circling above and following the the route of the prisoners who are escaping from the camp and just sort of been keeping an eye on the situation. Does that happen to be a familiar bird? I mean, it's in the sky and it's dark, so you can't tell. But is it big? It's definitely a, a bird of prey. It is a large bird. Oh. <clears throat> I'll keep an eye out on it and make sure it doesn't head back or... Yeah, make sure... It's following you. Okay, it's, yeah. it's definitely following you towards Blood Gorge. Cool. I'll keep an eye on it and make sure it is a friendly bird. 
So eventually you arrive back in Blood Gulch. And, true to your suspicions, the bird begins to swoop down and come in for a landing. Um, as the, the group of you arrive back, the bird lands, and again, you, ha you are greeted to the sight of this sw sort of swirling green energy as this large bird extends arms into limbs and, and talons into feet as this troll woman once again is left standing in the place where this bird used to be. Glad to see I made it back. I take it you had something to do with us being able to accomplish that in one piece. <laughs> I watched, but it wasn't me. Then you know who it was. There were some alliance types. Hmm. A man wearing uh, robes and armor, wielding a fancy blade and powers that had light that uh, them humans like to go on about. Him and uh, an elf, strange elf, fought like a demon, spinning blades, flashing movement, strange magic. Description, ring any bells for me? Uh, you roll me religion. <clears throat> With five? It doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> definitely sounds weird. Well, but... rolling a five, getting an 11. It definitely sounds weird, but... Hmm. Well, it was certainly convenient and... <clears throat> Glad to know that, uh, we can at least incidentally work together against the Twilight's Hammer. <laughs> well, you got, a, you got an enemy in common. Just worry about when you don't. Well, for now, focus on what works in our favor. And it's at, at this point, um, you can see the, um... The uh, orc woman, um, the well, the half orc woman, uh, Garona, um, walking up to your group. Um, I see that you've made it back in one piece and with a large number of prisoners in, in your wake. Indeed, I <coughs> take it we, I take it we'll be able to get them. A little bit better back on their feet soon enough. The healing I did was a bit of a stopgap solution. They're certainly quite weary from the experiences they've gone through. Hopefully though we can get some information out of this at the very least. And there's, there's, a, there's another voice that sort of pierces the night as a, uh, another, a female orc approaches the one that you'd seen before with the long like flowing red braids and the heavy armor. Um, Lieutenant Steelarm! And Merrick immediately sort of looks up and uh, you see the uh, some of that weariness kind of fade away as you see a smile across his face. <laughs> Captain Traga, he says as he sort of steps off, l lets go of you for a second and steps forward to meet the, the other orc. Uh, halfway, they sort of exchange a clasp of arms, and um, the female orc put it, puts an arm on his shoulder. It's good to see you made it back in one piece, Lieutenant. Uh, mostly thanks to my sister and her companions. He sort of, uh, she sort of gives him a nod and looks back at the group of you. 
Thank you for bringing back my best man. There's a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we didn't exactly have much else option given what was happening. John was kind of eyeing her protectively. <laughs> well, the legions suffered a lot of losses today, and I would. I don't think I would have been able to rebuild at all without people like Merrick left. Merrick kind of. Oh, <laughs> uh, you'd have done fine. But I am still glad to be breathing and back. And he sort of looks back over at the group of you. Thank you all again. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you too. <laughs> Hopefully, next time it's under better circumstances. <clears throat> Wouldn't exactly be hard. <laughs> no, but it wouldn't exactly be hard for it to be worse either, would it? I mean, true, such is... such is the life of a warrior, I suppose. That's <laughs> I need a drink. How about the rest of you? Who said that? Merrick. Shannon nods. She's, she's staying close to him. Maybe more than one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you earned it, Traga, the captain says. Let's let's have a night around the fire and some drinks, shall we? Sounds wonderful. She sort of signals to some of her soldiers that are still remaining and drinks are gathered, food is brought out, and the prisoners are treated back to a warm welcome back in back into Blood Gulch. As the the group settles in for a night, does anyone have anything they need to accomplish? Any conversations they would like to have? Jonah's probably mm -hmm. going to talk with her brother some. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's going to ask about the the female orc. <laughs> 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 and you, you, uh, you catch him in the middle of conversation with some of the other soldiers as he's, um, he's sort of, he's still got the, the metal plating across his, across his right arm, um, and he's sort of, in his left, in his left hand, he's put, he's put the gladius away and he's just got, um, a mug of drink in his left hand as he, um, <laughs> has conversation as you approach. Ah, and there's my sister, it's good to see you. Good to see you too. Come to have a conversation and catch up with your brother? Yes. <laughs> well, sit, sit. I'm sure there's plenty of questions <laughs> for both of us. Shall have a seat. And kind of sits down, takes a drink. Ah, so what have you been up to? Well, uh, my, my group and I started a guild. Ah. Where the, the soaring fangs? Nice, nice. Or is it fangs or fang? Fang. It's fang. Fang. Sorry, <laughs> I keep I keep wanting to add an S. Where the soaring fangs? Last week. Yeah. Last it's, week meaning it's game new. time. <laughs> okay, yes. Or was it two weeks ago? It's been a, it's been a, it's game been a couple weeks. Like couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been like we've had traveling. Yeah. yeah. We've been traveling. We've been traveling a bit. It's been probably three weeks. Ugh. <sighs> Starting up your own group. 
Bold. Is this your first first set of missions, I take it, then? Yes. Well, you certainly started off strong. Going after Twilight's hammer. I, I knew you were up here, I just didn't realize how close to the mission you would be. Mm -hmm. Well, this is where a lot of the front lines are, and Captain Draga likes to bring us where the action is. So, what's with her? She's my commanding officer. <coughs> How much does she command? <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> and then Josh died. <laughs> Josh wasn't there, so Josh didn't die. <laughs> Claws through Josh. Roast him over the fire. <laughs> It's such a tiny morsel. <laughs> you just feel a, 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 a slight ping in the back of your mind. I want to stab a goblin. Huh. <laughs> Deal with him later. <laughs> you two seem friendly, is what I mean. Uh, what, you're asking if I'm involved with the captain? Yes. Uh, to put it straight forward. Yes. I mean, it wouldn't be proper, but it's not unheard of. But no, I don't think she's quite noticed me like that. Okay. <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> I'll let you know if anything comes with that. What about you? Anyone caught your eye? <laughs> Little goblin. <laughs> <laughs> seem to be getting along well enough. Yeah. The goblin might die, but <laughs> get along with everyone else, alright. What about that half orc? <laughs> I think she will snort. <laughs> what about him? I don't know, he seems to be looking out for you. <clears throat> he does that to everybody. Mm. It's real. There is nothing there. <laughs> and I think you deny really quickly. About a year ago, I wanted to kill him. Uh, and you made so much progress in a year. Yes, I don't want to kill him anymore. That's that's where we stand, though. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since I've been able to just sit down and laugh. You share an evening of conversation, just sort of passing time. Um. <laughs> I checked this area before, right? There is a shocking lack of animals and, and wildlife. There's a shocking amount of wildlife around this Twilight Hammer area. You said it's mostly the stuff that they brought with them, and then there's some, you know, wasteland type rodents and yeah. lizards. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, what sort of animals do they have with them at the camp? What sort of domesticated animals are there? Um, there's wolves, um, a couple of kodos for heavy for heavy lifting. Um, some uh, they're not domesticated, but there's a few wyverns. Um, mostly the standard horde fare: kodos, wolves, wyverns. Uh, there's not a lot of trolls here, right? So there's no raptors. Yeah, there are no raptors here. Okay. Um, I'm gonna hang with the the wyverns. Mm. Haven't had much of a chance to hang out with those creatures. And the, the wyverns are friendly enough, but as you know, the wyverns are sort of are sentient creatures. Yeah. And can speak. So that but that's what I'm kind of curious. I'm trying to figure out how, like, are they sent. My what we're here trying to figure out is where where do wyverns stand in the the hierarchy between are they beasts are they a civ, quote unquote civilized race you know I'm sure they're in the middle ground but what is that Yeah they, they they definitely sit more on the on the bestial realm like those those that can talk don't talk much there's a lot of them that don't talk there's a lot of them that just make the screeching noises but most of them are intelligent enough to understand language even if not all of them can speak but usually the like the the pack leaders, the alphas, can usually speak and communicate with um, with the people that they're working with, and there's definitely a bond not of not of domestication but of respect between the wyverns and the horde. Okay. So in that case, I am going to, and I'm assuming the the, the wyverns that are here are going to be more of the older, more. Like there's not going to be any young young wyverns here. Yeah, no. This is this, this is a, this is a battlefield area, so most of the wyverns around here are experienced, and most of them can speak. So, how do the wyverns seem to react to me? Um, Given that they're bestial, but they're accustomed to the civilized races, and they have a greater understanding than most beasts do. There's sort of an innate curiosity about you, um, <laughs> as they sort of. They, they, they've dealt with a variety of different races that have varying levels of intelligence. But it's, it's interesting to see someone who sort of sits on the opposite end, who is of a civilized race but is more of a beast than most. Yeah. Um, and so there, there's there's a certain level of curiosity about you as they they very quickly realize that you don't speak in any in any tongue and um, sort of. They're comfortable with animal communication, though, so they are very they are very fine with the, communicating it, it, the like, sort of empathic communication that yeah. I have. Okay. Okay. That's most of mine. Just trying to figure out where they stay up. Yeah, they're 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 completely comfortable communicating on that level. Okay. It's it is something that they do innately. So they're not domesticated in the sort of been made less. There are very few horde animals that are, um, with the exception of potentially the horses that the Forsaken use, but they're also undead. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there there's a big difference between, uh, you know, a, a horde wolf. There's a big difference between a raptor that's used to being ridden, and a wild raptor. Yeah. It's not. It's not as. It's not the same as, you know, a wild bison and a cow. Yeah. It's not something that's been bred out of them over generations. It's something where they're tame, not necessarily domesticated. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a significant difference between tame and and um, 
in, in and of a bond to sentient races than domesticated by. Yeah. Like these wolves are nowhere near dogs. Yes. But they're also not wild wolves. No. They they've had they have had generations of bonds with mm -hmm. with the horde. <clears throat> Whereas the wyverns are their own race and they have a high enough understanding to recognize you know it's not like a wolf where okay the wolf has come to identify the orcs as part of its pack they recognize that these humans are that orcs and trolls are a separate creature and just recognize them and as recognize allies. them as allies yeah yeah and okay. are willing to bear them on their backs to fly and fight all right see ya a lot of communication there. Anyone have any other conversations I need to have? I'm just going to go off on... About a year ago, I picked up this magic book and a potion. and a, Well, I used the scroll, so it's gone. But I'm trying to... Uh, I'm going to actually take a look at it now that I'm not building something. <laughs> and see what it is. Uh, the, book, the book you got from where? It was uh, when we got shot down with the, in the... Uh, Oh right, you uh, got it off of the elf mage. Off that elf mage, yeah. Um, it's a spell book. Yeah, so it's just a empty. It doesn't have anything in it. Or yeah, it, well, it has a few things in it. Um, it Does has it have anything it, that I can figure out, or um, you don't quite work magic the same way a wizard does. Right, yeah. So you don't exactly. you don't learn the same way. Okay. Um, so it's just a book. But you could theoretically take it for um, the theories. Like you could potentially better understand magic through it, but you probably wouldn't be able to learn any of the spells that are in okay. it. Yeah, I was going to sell it anyway. Mm. It was the original idea of picking it up, but... <laughs> yeah, you can definitely sell it. Like, a spell book has value, especially yeah. to mages who don't know the spells that are within them. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's no way for me to figure out the potion at this point either, because I don't have anybody that's not... Unless it's... Is this uh, on label or whatever? Uh, the potion? Yeah, it's it hasn't I been. I just have to figure out. Okay. I'll do that eventually. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's not a, hey, looter, this is a whatever <laughs> potion. Yeah, right. I don't, well, yeah, Whoever killed it, it, me looted my course. About right now, yeah. Oh, why don't you just conveniently label all of your loot in function and gold piece value for people who kill you? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the nice thing to do. <laughs> Uh, is that how your inventory is arranged? Yes. I mean, I mean it probably is well-labeled simply for the fact of, you know, not accidentally killing myself with... Well, actually, I wouldn't really have dangerous technological things. I have very mundane technological things. I suppose if you ever have to, if, if like an ally ever goes into a coma and you have to raid all of their personal belongings and try to figure out which of their bottles contain healing potions, it might be useful. <laughs> you can assume if I'm carrying bottles that they're all healing potions, except for the one that is well, but you labeled by know. a goblin right. and it's called Noggin Fogger Elixir and I'm still scared of it. Which one of these are healing <laughs> potions? Which one of these are... Um, you know, antidotes, you which one of these are, uh, you know, unfinished. You don't, you, don't want, you don't want to drink the Noggin Fogger elixir, you're saying? I'm still scared of it. <laughs> I've, had it for, I've had it for a year and I'm still scared of it. Saving it for a special occasion. Like, a, we're all going to die if I, if, so I may as well try it. 
I'm saving it for a moment that needs a particular goblin input. <laughs> so you're going to give it to Josh and be like, here, you try this. I don't know what's going on. No, no. If ever Josh is incapacitated, but for some reason we need him, I will regrettably take up the mantle and chug the potion and see what horrible things become to me. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> but, so you all get a long rest in. Um, and you awaken in the morning um, with the... The camp is much more lively now that the majority of the prisoners that had been held are back. Um, there is a significantly larger number of people active in, in Blood Gulch now. Most of them are still recovering, um, but they are definitely people moving about, and there's a lot of people with bandages that are sort of walking around. Um, as you awaken in the morning, um, you, uh, leaf. Uh, as you as you're maneuvering around the camp in the morning, uh, you are approached by uh, that troll, uh, mm -hmm. the troll druid. Um, Do I remember her name? Uh, I don't think anyone ever got her name. I thought we did. Oh no, yeah, she was uh, the the Corona called her Zura. was the, the name that you had picked up from Conversations. Ah, Zora. Good morning. Hello, man. I got a couple of questions for you. I'll be happy to answer. The, uh, the troll in your party. Where you pick him up at? <laughs> he Trouble? just kind of wandered in. That's really his way of doing things. He... He defies explanations in many ways, mostly because he just refuses to explain things. That'd be an interesting way of putting it. Honestly, despite knowing a pretty good idea of how he acts and how he will act, there's very little I know about him, and honestly, probably very little that could be known. I remember. His name, for all that it's used, is Jang Atoll. It used to be, uh, Galfon, I think? I forget, if, but if that means anything, I'm... That's, uh, that'd not be a kind name. It's a good thing it's changed. I can't imagine he much cared, but I suppose it is good that he's at least Galfon be a name for an outcast, a wanderer, someone not uh, welcome, hmm. a pariah, as the humans call him. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what his, what society he came from, or oh, he'd well, he not be from a society. He's never talked, and I don't know if that is some abnormality, or if... That'd make an amount of sense. 
That one got to look at one raised by raptors. Hmm. I know. That would make sense. I walked the wilds. I recognize a thing or two about the wilder ones. Keep him safe. He'll be useful to you. There won't be much of a problem with that. He, uh... It would take a lot to put him down. He's... He, he can definitely handle himself. We raise him tough among the trolls. It's quite evident. If you can't survive, you won't survive. Just uh, curious about uh, where he came from. He certainly is a curious individual. <laughs> I think you would know that he was in the Ogremar orphanage. Probably. Oh. Um. Well, it was never really mentioned, and whenever you stayed there, you just kind of slipped off from the party. Yeah, but like we also were gathered before the rites. Yeah, you spent a year in the Valley of Trials together, so... Mm-hmm. Like, he, he... There would have at least he, been he some gossip about He probably would have been introduced to you. You know, he's, this is, he's from the orphanage. He doesn't talk, kind of thing. Ah. Yeah. The cat sheds a lot. It's that yep. time of year. Yeah, summer's coming. <laughs> summer's here. Super summer is coming. Right. <laughs> anyway. But that'd be all. Uh, that'd be all that I uh, had to ask. Keep an eye on him. Keep him safe. It'll keep you safe. But of course. Now, if you don't mind, I believe I I wish to attend to some of those more gravely injured in our little escapade yesterday. Hmm. Well. I best be get back to a uh, wandering, as they say. And uh, sort of looks around at the sky for a second. Yes, I'd be needed elsewhere. And immediately in front of your face turns into a bird and begins to fly off. <clears throat> I mean, if you can. Absolutely. That is a neat trick. I'll go ahead and make my way towards see how the people are recovering, see if there's any need of a healer, I'm sure there is. Oh, absolutely. Like, not even just magical kind, just someone who's got skill in medicine. Hey, I'm both. Yeah. Um, and so you, you, you spend a lot of the morning sort of helping patch people up. Um, uh, so, as the uh, as you're in that, um, what is that sound? Hmm? Brick. Yes. 
Um, what are you up to in the morning? Uh, just usual thing, and I'm probably gonna go help out the uh, the, the prisoners I we help. Too. Okay, crazy. Yeah, I hear you too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll be helping the. Uh, uh, <coughs> With, yeah, I'll just be helping out with the prisoners. I hear it too, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, show me nuts. Are you playing something, Father? No. What? He's, what do you happen to that? It's not him. Okay, it's not him. What? No, I feel like it's coming from over here. I feel like it's coming from... What? It's whenever you move. Okay. Um, so as as you're helping out with the prisoners, you are um, approached by Garona, um, who sort of looks you up and down. So you've definitely come in and done us a service, but I'm curious why your group is here. So who is this? It's Garona, the half orc, the someone who seems to be more or less in charge around here. Alright. Uh, well, uh, we we recently started a, our own guild and we're just trying to make our name for ourselves. It's honestly as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And do you have any particular objectives up here? or? Uh, He's the. He said he's the. Sheep. Or sheep. Sorry, sheep. Yeah. Uh, well, we are. Uh, what's the place we're trying to get to? Again? Um, you were. You were looking. So the the two objectives that you knew you there that they were paying for was just for general combat and Twilight's hammer. Uh, major bounty if you can find the champion, the the Deathwing's champion, that sort of the Black Knight, um, and then also the uh, the Dragon Maw clan are uh, a clan of orcs that need to be brought back into the horde, and <coughs> any help that can be given with that would be appreciated. No, but uh, where, what are the where, what is the place uh, where is the place we're specifically trying to get to? The uh, we're kind of we're kind of here. We're, 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 sort of yeah, we're in the Twilight Highlands we're, right yeah, now. We're in that area. Yeah, uh, yeah. all our objectives are in the Twilight Highlands. Yeah, okay. It's been a while. Yeah, been three yeah. weeks. Since yeah, there's been two or three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> three weeks since the last session, and another week since we actually made decisions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll tell her about the. Uh, I'll pretty much just tell her about the bounty, the bounty where we uh, we get we picked up some jobs for the bounty and uh, and uh, the, what was the first one? The the just the general bounty for hunting Twilight's hammer or yeah. <laughs> and we'll and we just we we help out when we can. Whenever we see anyone in need. Well. You've certainly done an amount of work against the Twilight's Hammer thus far, so... Um, but, I mean, if you're looking for more work, uh, I have 
There's a few tasks that could certainly uh, use some more experienced hands. He would be happy to help. No. Um, what do you need? Well, part of the reason that I am here is trying to get the Dragon Maw in line with the rest of the Horde. Uh, the Dragon Maw have been sort of isolated for a long time. Uh, they've been separated from the Horde ever since we took off to the shores of Kalimdor. And that's the one, that's the one we, uh, I see. And yeah. part of my duty here is helping the Horde bring them back into the fold. Interesting choice, considering um, I'm not typically, uh, strictly speaking, a member of the Horde, but I work with them and for them occasionally. But at the moment, there is a uh, there's a warlord by the name of Zela, Zela, um, who is in charge of the faction of Dragon Maw that are willing to speak with us. Um, but, uh... She's... not in charge of the Dragon Maw at the moment, which is sort of the primary problem. There is there's a port to the east, Dragon Maw Port, which is their primary access to the sea. Um, but and it's not friendly to the Horde right now, under the command of the current chieftain of the Dragon Maw Clan, one Overlord Morgor. Um, but Warlord Zela has been at least willing to communicate with us. And I think she might be our best bet for, at the very least, Getting our foot in the door, and if we can overthrow Morgor and put her in her place, even better. I see. And you and you and you, you'd like us to uh, go uh, head over there and do what we can to have that done. Any any assistance that can be provided would definitely be appreciated. As you can tell, Blood Gulch isn't exactly in ideal condition yes. at the moment, oh. with so many of our soldiers just being returned and still injured. Yes. Uh, well, I will definitely uh, inform my party, and we will see what we can do. We're supposed to be getting a uh, a horde war fleet coming in from the skies soon to begin the assault proper, and if we could have Dragon Maw Port 
on our side before that happens, it'd be nice to have a safe place to land. Do you know about? Do you know how, how long that it is before then? Uh, that depends on the patience of the current war chief of the horde. And as far as I know, he's not exactly a man known for his patience. I say I mean, no. Yes. <clears throat> Very well. Once I get a, the opportunity, so, I will make if, sure to. If play. Garrosh can hold off his lust for battle long enough, it would be better, but you basically have until that man's fuse runs short. Hmm. Which probably isn't too long. We'll see. We'll try to get on that as soon as possible. I appreciate any help you can offer. And of course, aiding the Horde gives you access to rewards from the Horde's treasury. Ooh. Very well. There's the sales pitch for the Goblin. As I said, we, I, will inform my, I will inform my party and we will do what we can, as fast as we can. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I've got to get back to organizing what I can around here. And she leaves. I will continue with the uh, helping of the uh, prisoners for a while until we would get back together. So, whenever you guys gather. Yep. So, okay. I have some information on the Dragon Ball. And uh, the, uh, uh, what, what was the person's name that I just talked to? Garona. Uh, Garona. Garona. <laughs> Garona approached me and asked us uh, and asked to assist with uh, dealing with them also. So, hmm. They're they're stationed at a port to the east. That was one of the possible missions we saw, wasn't it? Yes. When she says assist, does that mean go off on our own, help them? I'm sure we could talk to her about. Is, I just needed specifics yeah. of it, but. <laughs> there, they were talking with, I guess, I'm assuming a prior uh, warlord of the dragon of the dragon mob, but uh, there's a new one currently that is making things difficult. Mm. What uh, Garana wants us to do is to uh, get rid of the new one and help the, the old one take back their place. Who will, who will talk? Who will, who will approach nego the negotiation table rather than? Simply Sounds reject good. the offer outright. Yes. I can be very persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> she <Sorry>. flashes a smile. <laughs> it sounds simple enough. Why does my life keep getting drawn into committing coups? <laughs> All I said Maybe. was I can be persuasive. I didn't say how. There is a bit of a time limit as to for for Verona that 
they're going to be getting uh, supplies and brought in, and they would they would like the ports under the, under their control by by then. Though we don't know how how long that will be. Hmm. And I imagine if we can't get port under control by diplomatic means, someone will eventually decide the supplies are more worthwhile than the existence of the Dragon Maw. Got it. Yes. So. Well, I'm all for preventing wars and battles. You're no fun. <coughs> Aren't you the one that was all a fan of committing this coup? Being persuasive. <laughs> Let's be persuasive. You're worrying me. Now you know yeah. how she feels. You do know that there's at least a couple of dragon maw orcs that are here in, uh, in Blood Gulch. Mm -hmm. You see that you saw like you saw a couple of them when you first came to came into right. the camp that first night. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that have sort of like the dark, sort of like ash gray skin. <coughs> hmm. Do we want to take them with us or just to get a foot in the door? Well, first we should probably talk with Garona about more details regarding how we are intended to approach this. I think it sounds simple. Well, if this is what the group wants to do, let's... Well, I'm... Just go talk to them and see I agree with you. I think we should get more details. Yes. We'll see what this involves. Yes, perhaps maybe in the location of this, of the, of Zala, the previous warlord. Hmm. Who knows, maybe we can solve this with a type of diplomacy that doesn't involve stabbing for the first time. Ever. Or explosives. <laughs> no, no grenade diplomacy either. <laughs> the chances are low, but it's worth trying. I'm up for trying something new. I'll try it. I'm all for trying something new. <laughs> I guess we'll go ahead and go to, I guess, Corona, because she seems to be the one that knows about this. Find out if she knows the whereabouts of all these different individuals. Uh, yeah, so you you find Garona while she's in the middle of organizing um, supplies. She's she's sort of over a table with a various different sheets of paper and um, uh, a quill that seems to <coughs> sort of she's got a vial of ink that she's writing down as as you approach. Uh, hail. Hell, I believe there was uh, something you requested our assistance in, something about right. potentially stopping conflict and horrors? Oh yes. <clears throat> um, the Horde Warfleet, I'm sure your companion has told you, will eventually be on its way here, and we'd like to have Dragon Maw port for a beachhead. Uh, if they're not on our side, we'll have to blast our way through. <laughs> that would be less than desirable for multiple reasons. Yes, and having the Dragon Maw on our side versus against us would make our landing easier and also result in less casualties. Right. Uh, unfortunately, the Dragon Maw are currently led by 
a lovely orc who likes to call himself War Chief Morgor. And how did he come Morgor. to Morgor? Did he just kind of take over? Um... Well, supposedly he arrived from Outland after the war with Illidan went south for the Illidari. Apparently he was one of the orcs. I hesitate to still call him an orc after what he's transformed himself into, but one of them who was working with the Illidari in Outland and formerly a dragon maw seems to have come back to claim the leadership of the Azerothian Dragon Maw after the Illidari Dragon Maw were decimated. Transformed himself. Yeah. Something tells me this wasn't a pleasant process. You ever seen a fell orc before? I imagine I probably haven't. You're only religion. Have I? Probably not, but you can roll me religion. I'm rolling terrible. So no. Well, I... Fifteen. Can't say I have. They're the... Well... Any of you who know anything about Orcish history know how our species came to be on Azeroth as a result of demonic meddling and a pact. The reason most of our skins are green. Morgor is what happens when you get a double dose. Hmm. He's more demon than orc at this point. Suddenly I'm slightly less dismissive of this stabbing diplomacy. <coughs> Let's do that. <laughs> and there's another former leader as well. How was she usurped exactly? Zayla wasn't usurped. Zayla is technically under him, but she's the one who's willing to talk to us. She's a warlord, technically in service to the war chief of the Dragon Maw clan, but she's a more promising prospect than Morgor. Less demonic taint. Um, I am quite a proponent of not working with fell energy directly or indirectly. How many people are in this clan? The Dragon Maw? Mm -hmm. Hard to keep count. They aren't exactly talking <coughs> to us to get an account. Just curious. Mm -hmm. uh, if they still hold Grim Batol, they could have any number of soldiers hidden away. Okay. I so don't know what the status of that is. Larger numbers, probably? Probably, yes. We'd like to have them on our side because that would be a significant boost to the horse numbers. Mm -hmm. Even if they're only a small clan, they have Unique training methods to help domesticate dragons. I figured the name Dragon Maw didn't come from nothing. <clears throat> in the Second War, they were the source of the Horde's dragons in the Warfront. Their methods weren't exactly kind, but having dragons versus having no dragons. I can see the benefits. Well, which one is that? 
That's Griffin. Hmm. Oh no. If we do this, um, if you want to take them out, what That's if That's not what we're talking about uh, yet. Diplomacy know, is I'm, still on the table. <laughs> but I, I, I've got to start working on it if it's going to be a backup plan. We give Shiona a, a new toy to play with. It's, it's, later. It's a one-shot deal. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. No. Both of you go into a separate room. You can tell her. <laughs> if you come out alive, we'll go with the idea. No, it's, great, it is. it's a great idea. <laughs> right. So, how exactly do we plan on speaking with this warlord. <clears throat> There's a, uh, a site that has been marked outside of Dragonmaw Port because it's not exactly a welcoming place for any of us right now. They've agreed to meet us? Yes. There's a, there is a special wood that has been stockpiled over there that when burnt will produce the proper thickness and coloration of smoke to signal Zayla to meet us. Right. Who else was... Who else were you planning to send for this mission? Well, originally I would have sent um, Captain Traga and myself, but the Blood Red Legion is currently a bit under strength. Of course. And I am needed to organize what we have. Right. Hmm. Well, if everyone else is on board, it would be appreciated if we could perhaps take along or at least ask some questions of some of the Dragon Maw here, perhaps get a better idea of what we may be dealing with, the history of them. Of course. Feel free to ask around. Mm -hmm. Right. What's the time frame that we're looking at? Until Garrosh Hellscream's temper grows too short. Now. <laughs> so. We'll begin long. as soon as possible. We'll, we'll leave it in the hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd recommend talking to Griff or Narcrawl. Griff or Narcrawl. Griff or Narcrawl, two different orcs. Yeah, we can go with both of them. All right, where can we find them? Uh, Narcrawl, you'll find near the uh, the pit in the ground over over there. She indicates to a spot where there's a there's a there's a pit that's been dug out of the ground, and there's like a tall wooden structure with a beam that sort of drags across it, sort of almost like a gigantic uh, spit roast. Um, you don't know what it's used for, but um, it's sort of made of heavy wood with like metal bands <coughs> reinforcing it. Um, and, uh, and you'll find Griff generally patrolling the walls. Mm-hmm. 
Then you may consider it done. Loktarogar, good fortune. Loktarogar. We'll go ahead and... I guess since the pit's right next to us, we'll go ahead and try to find Narkrawl. Okay. Right. Shiana was going to suggest if you want to break up into two groups, half of us could go speak with one. Sure. The other half of the other. I want to go with Shiana. Right. So who's going where? <laughs> you just like this gesture. <laughs> the troll generally follows Shiana. Unless there's some reason otherwise. I'll go ahead and stick with <laughs> the goblin. Stick with him, please. I will don't die. <laughs> we don't need you to go into stabbing mode during diplomacy. So you'll go ahead and go with He'd be uh, the one to do okay. it. Alright, so how how is the group how's the group oh, splitting up? Okay, those two and these three. Wait, no, those, those three said, of these two. two. Okay, fine. Cool. And we'll right. go talk with Narcrawl. Alright, so the two of you are going for Narcrawl. Which one's Narcrawl? Yeah, He's the one in the pit, and then Griff is the one on the walls. Okay. Alright, so talking with you two. Because you're there, you're closer already. Um, Narcrawl's not hard Four to spot. <laughs> Narcrawl's not hard to spot. Um, there is a... At the, at the center of the pit, uh holding a massive uh, golden, well not really, it's more like, uh, it's a series of chain that he's sort of holding lengthwise across his hands. It's sort of this golden chain in his hands as he holds it up and there's this sort of stream of, uh, of energy that sort of leeches off of it. Um, is this black rock orc, that sort of ashy, sort of gray skin and the, 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 yellow, the yellow eyes with sort of this purple beard that's very long and tied into a pair of braids and a sort of purplish mohawk that sort of slicked back across the top of his head. Um, wearing this sort of heavier metal armor with uh, sort of like draconic styled um, bone engravings on the shoulders. Sort of look like uh, Drake skulls on, on the shoulder plates uh, with this large greatsword on his back. Holding this chain up and, ex and holding it forward as this mystical energy seems to have uh, sort of a black drake, like a, a younger black dragon, sort of bound and subdued under this magic as he sort of holds it out and mutters something under his breath as the dragon kind of seems almost like it's being held down on the ground by Arcane the magic, magic of this chain. Or hard to say. I'll wait until a moment where it doesn't seem like he's concentrating on taming a dragon. So give us some time there. Yeah, so you, you you wait for a minute, and after a few moments, um, the uh, the sort of stream of energy seems to fade off of the dragon, and he sort of pulls the chain, wraps it up, and hangs it around his neck. Loktar Ogar, I take it you are Narkrawl? And sort of turns. Loktar Ogar, yes, I am Narkrawl Rakeclaw. I am the Drake Tamer. How can I assist you? Well, we are here under the advice of Girona Halfwalk, and we have something of a mission that we're about to undertake, and she said that you may be helpful in perhaps giving us advice at the very least. We are... Do you 
know about the mission that's going to be about uh, diplomacy with the Dragon Maw. Yes, I, uh, I am familiar with your horde's attempts to bring my clan in line. Yes. Well, there's something of a time imperative as far as trying to get them more aligned, at the very least, get them to allow a supply ship to land on their beachhead. And we were wondering if there's anything you could tell us, perhaps, about the political climate, or specifically about Warlord Zayla, since she will likely be the one that we'll be speaking to. Zayla's a proud orc, and <clears throat> certainly a vocal proponent speaking out against Warlord Morgor, or Warchief Morgor. I'm surprised she hasn't already been killed, considering Morgor doesn't exactly have much patience. But I suppose that speaks to her strength. Right, and we're dealing with one of those situations, it would seem. But, if you're asking if you can trust her, I would trust her a lot farther than I would trust Morgor, which is to say, as far as I can throw him, which... He's large, couldn't throw him that far. Yes, uh... The idea of... Not exactly trustworthy of sources of fell energy myself. <laughs> I only trust someone who's got the will to dominate a dragon. And Zayla's got that will and nothing else. Hmm. What do the rest <laughs> of the Dragon Maw think of Morgor? Morgor rules with strength and fear. So you're unlikely to see many who would be sorry to see him gone. But there are also not too many at the moment who will openly oppose him. Hmm. The demon power makes him strong and ruthless. He will kill in a lingering and brutal fashion to make sure that no one is willing to oppose him. Ruling as a tyrant, then. As previous war, as previous war chiefs of the old horde have done. Can't say I'm particularly surprised, then. Ah. Uh. Hmm. <coughs> what if? Zayla's opinion of the Horde. Well, she's been quite vocal that it would be foolish of the Dragon Maw to keep themselves out and only to be crushed underfoot. She seems to have a great deal of respect for the power that your war chief commands. That at the very least, she is respectful of the Horde. Perhaps not necessarily Though she may not necessarily like it, she at least understands its use. And she understands that, in the end, though we might put up a good fight, the Horde would probably crush the Dragon Maw if they really needed that beachhead. Which is a fate I'm sure everyone would rather avoid. Well, 
that's what she understands. I have a little bit more of a... Maybe. Maybe you would be able to handle us, but... Dragons are a hell of an equalizer. Which is why they'd be nice to be on our side, of course. <clears throat> well, if you can put Zayla in charge of the clan, then maybe we will be. As long as Morgor is the war chief, I, strictly speaking, answer to him. But his eyes have been away from Blood Gulch for long enough. He's more concerned about Grimbatol. Grimbatol? Yes. What do I know about any conflict there, or...? Real history. Ooh, that was a good roll. That was... 25. 25? Both of you, I uh, would know it. Grimbatol's formerly a dwarven fortress um, that was taken over by the Horde in the Second War and was used as the Dragon Maw Clan's base of operations. It was where they broke dragons and trained them to fight for the Horde. And it was the Dragon Maw Clan's fortress for a long period of time. And now the dwarves want it back? You don't know about what's happening now, but you do know that it used to be the home of the Dragon Maw. Grimbatol, I'm guessing perhaps attacks by the dwarves? Or... <laughs> the dwarves wouldn't be able to take that place back if they tried. No, no. No. It seems uh, Deathwing wants it. That makes sense. <clears throat> okay. Right. The Black Dragon Flight has set up. Right. Roost in Grimbatol and ousted the Dragon Law. Huh. Right, because he's flying around ruining people's lives again. Hmm. It seems as if the Great Dragon's consort has set up Roost in Grimbatol. Now that. It's a dragon that I relish the opportunity to break. <laughs> <clears throat> that would be interesting. Certainly an ambitious task. Certainly an ambitious task. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's certainly something we can use as Perhaps a negotiating matter. Interesting. Anyway, if there is nothing else you could perhaps inform us of, anything particularly pressing? Well, I do know that the last couple of envoys that your horde sent to Dragon Maw Port to try and negotiate with Morgor ended up uh, strung from pillars, so... <clears throat> that's why we're not trying to negotiate with Morgor. At the very least, certainly not directly. Okay. But yes, I'll certainly take the warning into heavy consideration. Life wouldn't be any fun without a threat of death, now would it? <clears throat> Why do you think I tame dragons? Well... You seem to be doing a fine job of it so far. Loktar Ogar. Loktar Ogar. 
will move on to yeah. the rest of the group, who so, is currently yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to say much anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you beat up a graph. Yeah. He's so. my bodyguard. Yeah. Yes. So, as you, you make your way over to the wall, where you encounter the, the dragon maw who is currently manning that, um, is uh, wearing sort of this red and gray armor of sort of a heavier male make with sort of like the solid bucket helm that covers most of the face, but with just the, the, the short uh, red beard sort of emerging from underneath. Uh, he sort of looks over his shoulder at your eye. What? <laughs> what was that? What was the note? Something you'll like. Ramka. What is it? Ramka, which is another greeting. It's the non-battlefield greeting. Okay. Thromka. How can I help you? Griff. Mm, that's me. I'm Shiana. Jenga. Brick. Uh, we are going on a mission for Grona um, to try to negotiate with your clan. Mm. Finally got someone to try and go and speak to Zayla, huh? Yes. Well, good fortune to you. Do you have any information or advice that might be useful? I mean, what are you looking for as far as useful information? Morgor's a maniac. Zayla's a bloodthirsty warrior. <laughs> it's sort of a toss-up between the two of them, but at least Zayla's willing to work with you. Yay. Is there anything we can do to help persuade her? Well, I mean, persuading her is not the problem. I imagine what you're going to have to do is help set her up to take over. Mm. Which, you know, means helping her build a power base, get enough backing that when she challenges Morgor to a duel and tries to bury her axe in his face, then not only will she be able to come out on top, but also the clan will follow her afterwards. So, you know. Which basically means eroding everyone's fear of Morgor to the point that they are willing to uh, <coughs> accept someone else in charge. This this isn't going to be easy. Nothing ever is. <laughs> I would. Is there any more information about the clan that we might need to know while approaching? I mean, keep your eyes on this. Keep your eyes on the skies, because <laughs> Morgor's in charge and we have dragons. That's good to know. Do you know how about? Do you know how many there could be around around him? What dragons? Oh no, uh, other members. 
he's probably got the majority of the Dragon Maw in the port, either afraid of him or working for him in general, so... And the port's probably got at least a hundred. Hundred people? Yes, a hundred people. The Dragon Maw aren't the most numerous at the moment after losing Grimbatol to the Black Dragons, but we still have a significant number. Which is news to you guys, because you weren't there for that conversation. Do you know about how many? You said about 100 in the port, but, like, overall. I don't keep track of the numbers. That's not my job. I'm just curious. Uh, how many would you say are loyal to him compared to how many are loyal to him just out of fear? Uh, well, I mean, that's a hard thing to gauge considering, you know, loyal and fear kind of go hand in hand with people like him. I couldn't tell you. But Zayla's got a notable following, if nothing else. Okay. She is a warlord after all. Yes. She wouldn't have such a command if she wasn't someone that people respected. Any advice on us talking to her? Anything I mean, to say, not to say? <laughs> Don't piss her off too much. Honestly. So gag the goblin. <laughs> Seriously. Uh. <laughs> I don't do it that often. That's the problem. That often? <clears throat> oh. How do you piss her off? <laughs> um, show weakness. Uh... Generally, uh. Whoopee cushion. Disrespect her or the Dragon Maw, or. I mean, how do you piss off any orc warrior who is proud of their heritage and their clan and their people's strength? And. It's not hard. Alright. Aside to Brick, we're going to have to silence the goblin. At least keep him away from <laughs> At least keep her, keep him away from her. Distract him with something shiny. I just don't like people. They don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> Thank you for your information. Well, if your war chief wants the dragon maw back in the horn, you've got your work cut out for you. Looks like it. <clears throat> We thank you for your assistance. How, how do you say goodbye in Orcish? Uh, same way you say hello. Later, dudes. <laughs> well, that's how the goblin says goodbye. Loktar, mm, stuff like that. Okay. Okay, she'll say the Loktar and head on your way. Same here. 
So you make your way back to meet up with the rest of the group who meet up with you. So basically all I'm getting is that we've got a very difficult task in front of us. Mm. Yes. Thankfully it would seem Zayla is at least at least respectful of the horde. She'll want to go along with this at the very least, so... We need to not piss her off, is what I got. <clears throat> well, ideally, we avoid that in any she diplomatic situation. She turns and <clears throat> puts her focus on Josh. <laughs> don't worry, I don't think it'll be a problem. Remember, if you upset her, it won't be funny because you'll be dead. Gotcha. Or she could just refuse to work with us, and it could be all your fault. And also, <laughs> you won't be dead in a particularly amusing fashion, either. <laughs> You'll probably just be die horribly and slowly. <laughs> slowly? Nah. Okay. Right. I'm sure you could heal them, but then I'm sure they will unheal them. As it turns out, an axe is the best unhealer. <laughs> You know what, forget what I said, Josh. Speak your mind. <laughs> In case we have to go to plan B. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a number of plans for every letter of the alphabet. Yes. I did hear something about uh, Grimbatol, their homeland of sorts. <clears throat> that Deathwing has moved in, and mm. Morgor has been somewhat occupied with trying to get it back. At the very worst, if we have to, we can use that as something of a bargaining chip. Offer to help with that if she wouldn't go along with the plan otherwise. I have reason to believe that. I, I am to fight Deathwing, anyway. but... That's um, why we word it very carefully and very diplomatically to try to hopefully procrastinate on that need to do it until maybe the war is slightly less prevalent. Um, I was told to keep our eyes on the skies. Dra they have dragons. Yeah. Right. We'll definitely have to make sure that we clear the general area, make sure that Morgor isn't listening in, just in case our discussion gets a little bit... Uh, treasonous, as one might say. Which I'm sure it will. <coughs> yes. He does sound like one that's not going to be playing nice no matter what. Mm. Yes. I suppose... Uh, let's go ahead and hope for the best, then. When should we leave? Probably soon. What time of day is it? It's probably around noonish. Yeah, about noonish. Late morning. You wanna head out today? We should head, probably. Well, considering our time limit is which is a good war chief's patience, I say we're probably already out of time. Alright. The sooner the better, I suppose. Yeah. Let's um, head out! How far is it? I'm going to go say goodbye to my brother first. 
Of course, of course. And we should probably let Grona know we're leaving. We will take care of that. Yeah. We shall inform her. I mean, you find him, it's relatively easy. You find him in conversation with, with Traga. The two of them are having a conversation about the remaining soldiers of the of the Legion and how best they can replenish their numbers. Still suspiciously eyeing her. <laughs> your brother catches, catches your gaze as you're approaching and just kind of rolls his eyes. <laughs> She's doing it as, you know, protective sister. <clears throat> She'll wait till he's done with this conversation. Mm, they finish our conversation, he sort of gives her a nod and turns and walks over. Yes, can I help you? I wanted to say goodbye. You're heading out already? Yes, well, we... We have a... An assignment from Verona. Mm. We're going to deal with the, uh... What are they called again? Dragon Maw? The Dragon Maw Clan. Well, good fortune on that end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all so hopeful. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. I'm not much of a negotiator myself, as you know. Uh, Unless it's with this. <laughs> I mean... Speaking with strength is something that the Dragon Maw respects, so there might be some leverage for you there. Perhaps. <clears throat> stay safe. I can say the same thing to you, miss. I just staged a raid on a Twilight's Hammer Bastion. <laughs> they were holding you! <laughs> That doesn't mean that doesn't mean I think it was a good idea to go rushing in. You were I'm, being hurt. I'm glad you did it. It still wasn't smart. I don't care. And that's why you have people in your party with higher intelligence score. You were being hurt. I was. And I'm glad I'm not. It still wasn't a smart idea. She shrugs. With one shoulder. She, she has both shoulders. <laughs> You're just missing an arm. Well, still, stay safe. Uh, I'll do what I can. Don't get captured again. <laughs> I will try. It wasn't a fun experience. I'm not exactly keen to repeat it. No. I can't imagine it was. No. Nonetheless, we're gonna have to head out at some point and try and recruit some new soldiers. I don't know, maybe if you're successful with a dragon model, we'll be able to get some of them. Yay! <laughs> Alright, she'll give him a one-armed hug. Return it. With his left arm. I hope I'll see you soon. Well, 
if you see me soon, that might mean more trouble. So let's hope for a reasonable amount of time, shall we? Does it always have to be trouble when I see you? I don't know. <laughs> it seems like it. Well, maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> Still, I hope to see you soon. We'll see. We'll see each other at some point. Stay alive. Stay alive. She will still eye the the orc girl as she <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's my captain. Uh huh. That's a cute pet name. The two of you go your separate ways. <laughs> You guys inform Garona of where you're heading out? Yep. And, yep. and she, that we're heading out. Yeah, and she gives you the location of the uh, the meeting point on your map. Okay. Alright. Probably a couple hours ride to get to to get to the port. Alright. Let's go ahead and do it soon while we still have daylight. So you, you get there mid-afternoon. Uh, and at the point that you that's been marked on your map, yeah, there's there is a like a small uh, hidden in the lee of a hill. There is a small cache of um, specially marked wood um, and stones to set up a cairn and, and for in, for burning uh, a fire. And there's a cave for cover if you need to hide. Set up the fire. And so you, you uh, set up and light the fire, and it, uh, as it starts to burn, it leaves this trail of this sort of very, um, very uh, thick, sort of pale gray, almost white smoke. Um, that sort of, it, it, it wouldn't stand out from a cloud if it wasn't for the fact that it was trailing vertically into the sky. I'm going to go ahead and uh, also take a minute to inspect the area, make sure <coughs> no one else is here. Go ahead and roll me perception or survival, whichever. I'm much better at perception. That is 21. 21. Um, as you sort of get a look around, you can see that um, this area is definitely... Um, Within a short ride of the port, as you sort of look from a high hill, you can see Dragon Maw Port. There's a series of um, structures. A lot of them look like they've seen better days and a lot better repair than prior, but um, there's definitely, it, it, there is a large presence um, there. There's Dragon Maw Port sort of rests on this peninsula that sort of, uh, there's where, where the rivers that uh, come in from inland, sort of begin to widen and thicken and form uh, a gulf bay that reaches out into the ocean. Um, the the peninsula of the land north of that sort of stretches out around it, and most of the peninsula is taken up by the bay, um, which has a number of jetties and a few small ships in harbor right now. And also, you can see two dragons sort of hovering over, sort of circling over the port. Uh, looking around... Both of them 
are odd looking dragons. They're not any of the, the chromatic colors that you're used to. They have this sort of vague purplish nature to them and they almost seem faintly shadowy. Like they're not quite... Is it similar to the look of the magic that uh, Narcrawl was using? Not quite. These almost look like they're made of some form of shadowy dark energy. Like they're not quite completely corporeal. Foul energy, possibly? No, something else. Hmm. There's a difference between fell magic and shadow magic, and they seem more on the shadow magic end of things. Alright. I'll... Make sure to keep an eye on those and see if they start closing or if they start paying attention to us. They're, they're definitely more just patrolling the port itself, it seems. Um, and um, about ten minutes go by before you hear the sound of wolves. Um, as a... Uh, as a pair of uh, large brown dire wolves uh, with sort of uh, warbarding approach over the hill and slowly begin to approach the campsite. There are a pair of dragon maw orcs riding them. Uh, one is a male, um, sort of bald of head uh, and sort of long of tooth looking, so, so definitely uh, an older uh, Dragon Maw Orc, by the looks of him, wearing these sort of, like, faint, earthy, colored, um, brown-reddish robes uh, that sort of reach down, and he's got these sort of long, circular tattoos on both of his forearms um, with uh, a leather headband uh, across his forehead. <coughs> the other one is a woman um, uh, of fierce aspect and uh, with this sort of heavy plate armor that covers her chest and waist and legs and uh, but leaves most of her arms uh, exposed with the exception of one large heavy metallic pauldron on her left shoulder uh, and there's a vicious looking war axe on her right on her right hip um, or on her left hip technically because it would be drawn to the right yeah on her left hip um, as she approaches she's got her hair is in sort of a um, uh, a series of um, bound um, they're not buns because they're not just wrapped but they're sort of just like bound at the bottom and left to flare out that is forming like a trail of tails basically that form a mohawk on across her head um, sort of you know there's, there's one bound tail right here one bound tail right here one bound tail right here um, that are just sort of spiked and left uh, sort of wild like that. Um, and she's got a series of earrings on her on her ears and one nose ring. Um, as, as she approaches the group, she looks over at the other one and nods and approaches the campfire. So, you're the delegation from the Horde sent to meet me? Indeed. I am Leaf Iron... I am Leaf Ironmender. This is... Shiana Flame Carver, this is Jefferson Starship, and this is Brick Earth Whisperer. 
I take it you are Warlord Zela. That's me. And this is Gregor, the medicine man of the tribe. Hail. So, you're here to talk. Indeed. Let's talk. <clears throat> I believe uh, you must already know the general idea of what is to be negotiated here yeah. about. Well, down to business then, shall we? I want Morgor dead, and I want to take over the Dragon Maw in his place. You want the Dragon Maw on your side. This seems like a simple exchange. You help me kill Morgor, I bring the Dragon Maw into the Horde. Cool. Down to business it is. My method, alright. <laughs> well, it seems stabbing diplomacy is what we'll be doing then. Yes. It's my preferred method anyway. Have you been plotting anything specific in this regard? Well, this needs to be done right. Indeed. Well, I say right. It needs to be done well. Morgor needs to be killed in single combat by me and me alone, so that none of the Dragon Maul will question my authority. But to make sure that goes the way that I want it to go... Stacking the deck in your favor. We need to make proper preparations. Morgor's been infused with demonic energies. He's more than a match for most individual orcs. So, I don't feel bad about not quite fighting fair. Okay. So, I need to break down his power base, and I need to build up weapons to fight him with. And that's where the group of you will come in. What kind of weapon do you normally choose? Battle axe? Or, mm -hmm. or what she does she carry? The, the, the axe. The axe. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're just the group to come up with something for that, then. I take it, uh, Gregor already has his own plans for how to assist you in this regard. I am here mostly as advisor and word of wisdom, the mm. Elder Orc says. We Dragon Maw have seen much <laughs> suffering from our defeat at Grim Batol, the loss of many great warriors in Outland, and now incursions from the Twilight's Hammer. Well, perhaps if our good relationship continues, we may be able to assist you, perhaps, in those regards as well. But, of course, that is a matter of the future. In the present, what preparations do you already have, and what do you seek? We could, of course, construct some form of weapon, but I imagine yours is already of a rather impressive caliber. It's the axe that I have used to kill many creatures, but it is, at the moment, just an axe. I could coat it with poison. That's one thing. The... What kind of poisons do you have? Um... Do you have, uh... Sure. I can make poisons. Uh-huh. Um, because I have some, uh, scorpion poison. The, the, right, the rites of Matgora allow 
for one weapon blessed by the shaman of your choosing and anointed with sacred oils in preparation for the rite. If those oils aren't quite fell traditional. Do you have any anti-fell spells? Uh, does my my turn of dead only affects undead? Does it, does it affect fell things? Any uh, I believe it's just undead. It's just undead. Not fiends. <coughs> Darn. Uh, we need to get something against fiends. We need to enchant. Do I have? I could have sworn I had a spell that can deal with that. But I actually have a uh, an idea if you're willing to make an incursion into Grim Batol. Wouldn't be the craziest thing we've done. <laughs> yeah, we can probably do that. What did you have in mind? Uh, there was an axe of the old Dragon Maw clan that was gifted to them by the Warsong. The Warsong Howling Axe is a powerful weapon. And, if, and it was left behind when we had to flee the fool who was previously our chieftain before Morgor took over f left it behind when we had to flee Grim Batol. If you could find it, that would be a weapon worth waging Mangora with. Where was that usually kept? Do you have uh, an actual armory that was, or a place, a hidden place for? It would be. Yeah. It would be within the former chieftain's quarters in Grim Batol. Okay. It's a dwarven city, which means it would be near the center and down. Hmm. What resistance would we find there? Twilight's Hammer cultists, occasional Been there, done that. Occasional servants of the Black Dragon Flight. And if everything goes wrong, perhaps Deathwing itself. I doubt that the Destroyer is still in the mountain, but his consort, Sinestra, has supposedly set up a roost in there. The, the Black Knight? Wait, no. That would be no, the, no, the no, 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 no. That's because that what they she's talking about. That's an actual dragon. It's an actual dragon. Yeah, it's an actual oh, dragon. okay. Never mind. Mm -mm. That's Either way, dragons. <clears throat> yes. Well, would that I would recommend stealth. Yeah. Our group is. Some of specifically picked for that, of course. I have a talent for it. If all else fails, I'll use the goblin as a shield. <laughs> I can stealth, by the way. Hmm. Obviously, Grimbatol is a large place, and some small fights might not go noticed for some time, as long as you can avoid the notice of the dragons, you should be relatively fine. Right. Of course. And if we retrieve this axe, you are sure that you would be able to best Morgor? I will make my own preparations to ensure that I take his head and parade it around the port. 
Sounds like a party. Well, then that works for us. Okay. Any so. additional aid that you might be able to provide during the fight would be appreciated, but I didn't get this far without my own strength. What does this other guy fight with normally? Morgor? Yeah. He carries his own axe that is axe infused with an amount of the fell energies that he is overflowing with. We can buff up with protection of some type or. Nonetheless, I'll eventually have to lay down the challenge no matter what, but with that weapon my odds are much more even. And okay. if you could provide more help, <coughs> you could push them even further in my favor. Well, if we can successfully sneak into Grimbatol and pull an axe right out from under their noses, sure. we should be able to figure out some way to, uh... <coughs> Lower Morgor's odds of winning. Good. What does that axe look like? I mean, can, can you give us a howling axe description enough to that we could fashion one that looks like it, so that we could just be seen carrying one around it on our way in, and so we're not looking as suspicious on the way out. I <laughs> just in can't case. imagine that would be. I mean. No. They would immediately notice that it looks the like treasure it. that is supposed to be in the center of the hold isn't there. That's assuming that's assuming the dragon that's assuming the dragons and the cultists have found it. Yeah, they, they, they probably don't know what it looks like. Hmm. Because it was if, if it we, was it was a weapon of my chieftain that was left in his home. That assumes that <laughs> any of the cultists have set up in his old home. True, it has only been I imagine a few months, probably. Some months, yes. I mean, just, right. just so that one of us is carrying something that looks like it, in case... I don't know, just for a visual. But yes, at the very least, some description, so we know it when we've found it. Yes, yeah, it's a bearded axe, reminiscent of the weapon Gorhowl that was once wielded by the warlord Gromash Hellscream. From my understanding, your current war chief Garrosh wields the yes. actual weapon, Gorhowl. Okay. It is similar in structure to Gorhowl, as it was based off of that weapon. Okay. It's a powerful tool that was given to great warriors who were appreciated by the war song. As a gift to the Dragon Maw, it was a sign of respect. I think not only would having it even my odds, but it would also be, I feel, a sign that would help ensure the Dragon Maw were seen favorably by your war chief. But of course, and <clears throat> we would certainly be willing to 
retrieve it as a token of our own gratitude. Okay, that sounds cool. Hmm. We got a description of the axe for whatever we may need it for. Okay. Alright. Well, were there, were there any markings to know where the, your chieftain's home was? Um, we know? There are orcish markings over top of all of the dwarven runes that should help guide as long as you can keep around and keep out of sight. You should be able to follow the signs. Right. Mm -hmm. Take it there were no maps of the area. You might be able to find maps of Grimbatol inside Grimbatol, but we didn't exactly have time to take everything when we left. Right. <coughs> we're fortunate yeah. enough, we will find one early on. Well, if there was nothing else pressing to know about it, then. I suppose it is best we make our way there as soon as possible. It would also yes. probably be best for it would also probably be best that you not be seen uh, away from your station too long. Uh, yes. Negotiate. So <clears throat> we'll be heading back now. Good okay. fortune to you. Okay. Indeed. We will contact you by these same methods once we are able to secure the weapon. Alright. And I look forward to your return. Sounds fun. Indeed. Okay. We'll go ahead and take another... just. Glance it's, around it's once more, make sure once again that nobody was watching. Yeah, and then... <laughs> oh, yeah. Fourteen. I don't know. Eighteen. Seventeen. Twenty-four. Um, let's see you all get a look around. You feel confident that there should, there aren't anyone watching that aren't, that isn't part of this group. As far as you can tell, you seem to have thus far ab avoided prying eyes. Okay. Alright then. So are we heading off time? It's, we still have a few hours of daylight, right? So, get at least a start. Because which direction is Grimbatol? West. Okay. And the camp was... Uh, Blood Gulch? Yeah. Southwest. Blood Gulch. Okay. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Also west, but... Yeah. Basically... Um, we're making a triangle. Looking at your map that you've been given, you remember those uh, those ruined gates? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Heading... When you, when you hit that branch and it had either gone south and curved back around west or you could have gone east, how you got to Blood Gulch, that curve south that goes back around west through those ruined gates, probably leads up to Grimbatol. Okay. 
Cool. So we can go ahead and head back towards... We'll head back towards Blood Gulch. Tell Corona Half Orphan about our frankly ludicrous plan. <laughs> and then enact that ludicrous plan. Yep. Sounds good. We can stealth in if anyone sees us. Use Josh as a shield. <laughs> you can put on a dress and seduce some dragons. Well, I have two invisibility. Well, actually, being <laughs> Deathwing's consort, I, <laughs> I I should stop entertaining your suggestions. <laughs> what? <laughs> Even to criticize them, I should just stop entertaining them at all. But it's so much fun when you do. What, you want to take on the dragon? She wants you to take on the dragon. No, thanks. And not in that way. <laughs> no. Right. I mean, dragons can shapeshift. No, thanks. <laughs> that's, that's a hard pass from me. <laughs> yes, yes, I get it. Yes. Very funny. <laughs> so. Don't understand my sense of humor. You return to Blood Gulch. Um, and uh, aside from, you know, the standard fare, there's also two newcomers whom you recognize that are present. Um, there is a, um, a tall, um, faintly red-haired orc woman uh, in these sort of earthen-red-colored furs. Oh, hey, blood people. Um, that, uh, yeah. and, and a brown-skinned maghar with these sort of very long braids and this uh, thick beard and the uh, rifle on his back. Did they say something about... One of them said... Did one of them say anything about Grand Patrol? I forget. No. Uh, no, um, you do know that um, the woman, um, the, uh, the Ash Orc, uh, as, as far as you as far as you got her name was um, was headed to uh, Black Rock Mountain, which is further south. Right. Something cool. mu something must have detoured them here. Mm-hmm. Alrighty then. Hmm. That's the only other thing of note uh, yeah. as you return. We'll go ahead and make our way. I'm assuming her brother's gone. <coughs> uh, they're still making preparations to leave, but they'll probably be leaving shortly. Oh, wow. Cool. Go ahead and rendezvous back and, yeah, tell them about our crazy plan. Right. And possibly get any advice on our crazy plan, maybe? <laughs> I mean, you tell Garona, and I mean... I don't have anything better for you. Right. Any particular <clears throat> advice? I. Um, I mean, it's being held just by the dragon mall. I mean, they're not necessarily against any of us as individuals, right? What? The 
Twilight's Hammer. Really? Twilight's Hammer. Twilight's Hammer. Twilight's Twilight's Hammer. Hammer. No. Oh, oh, no, I mean, could we still have some of those... Uh, you're the only one that burned your uh, your disguise if we just kind of yeah, walk in. Yeah, the rest of us have ours. I mean, we still have... If you're, okay, yeah, if you're right, we could use disguises. Yeah. Because you're using the disguises. And I mean, I, there's just a few of us going in, not all of us, because some of us make too much noise. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you're... Um, more roguish individual already knows this, but the best disguises are often the simple ones. Right, Appropriate yeah. clothes and behaving like you belong. Right. Yeah. And these. I mean, I have two invisibility spells for the day, too, when we get there. <laughs> I mean, if you... Right. Right. What time? Because by now it's probably it's about... Probably about Four or yes. five. Well, mm -hmm. well, no, it's been a couple hours. It's yeah, probably about three, five or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably five or six. If we take a quick nap and then get up enough three in the morning and head off. <laughs> Just figured we'd probably be probably be about an eight-hour journey to Grimbatol. So, yeah. <clears throat> so we could probably make it there. Yeah, if we. If you push it, you can make it there by early morning. Like if you leave now. Yeah, or if we like took an eight-hour rest right now and then we leave early morning and you get there by sometime before noon. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. We could do that. Because sometime yeah. around then is probably the least suspicious time for them to res to have new people walking in. Because you know if somebody walks in at three a.m. Probably gonna be a little. Although bit on the other, although on the other hand, <coughs> the middle of darkness is the easiest way to not be seen walking in. True. Well, it depends on we their could guard. just. I mean, we could rest for a few hours. Just rest for a few hours. Yeah. And, and then and then go head out. Mm -hmm. So mid morning and. Yeah. Hope that we can get out by before afternoon. Cool. You can make it back by midnight, maybe. Sounds like a plan to me. On a forced march. All right. Right. So how long do you stay here? Well, it's, it's six. Uh, we don't need a long rest, do we? I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, we to keep from getting fatigued. Yeah, we have to take a long rest because we've been out. Well, we still want to leave. We still want to leave as early as possible, so, like yeah, I mean, three-ish. <laughs> I mean, we could rest for like four or five hours and then yeah. head out. Instead right. of doing the full eight-hour rest. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good to me. That's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> so you leave probably about 10 or 11 at night? Yeah. Probably closer to I should probably leave my wagon here and uh, not have all that noise of those uh, beasts. <laughs> and actually, we just so happened to have a blacksmith in NPC coma who could possibly help us with creating an axe that would be similar to the one that we're going to mysteriously... Right. A Warsong Howling Axe takes a lot of artisanry. Yeah. Even just a pale imitation? I mean, he, yeah, he could make a pale imitation. He could make a bearded axe. Yeah, we just want a pale imitation. So yeah. it looks, Even so just it looks acquire one or make one or something. <coughs> something like it would... Yeah, he, he can, he can, he can fashion you a quick, a quick great axe. That yeah. has the sim has a similar profile at the very least. Yeah. So yeah. one of us can carry. I mean, you're gonna probably go in and get it anyway. If you carry this fake one in, what can I be sneaking? Well, I mean, I just just yeah. As far as so that if people do see you, you're carrying an axe. 
I mean, we're all going to be. It's a two-handed weapon. A two-handed weapon with a one-armed turkey. I can. <laughs> Did he say that in character? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it's a, a two-handed two weapon, which the implication that she could wield it one-handed would be impressive. Yeah, but you're well, not a fury I warrior, could, unfortunately. I could put it on my back. Or, Man, know, she, she can she can carry it, carry but the, the, yeah. the implication that she could wield the, it. There would be too many questions. Yeah, the, seeing you walk, walking around with it. She's not a she's not unfortunately a one armed fury warrior would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not sneaking in alone. Again, we're all kind of there. Just like a one a one armed fury warrior wielding a two handed sword in one hand. That would Maybe be cool. More sense on Bruce. Yeah. Back. It's gonna say, give it to Brick. He yeah, looks like he can just wield it. Let Brick have it. Mm -hmm. Just carry it around. I'm just, if you're okay with that. Just so anybody yeah, can yeah, use so it. I'm just carrying it, that's fine. Uh, yeah, you're just going to carry it. You don't have to use it, because nobody's yeah. going to use it anyway. Yeah, because um, we're just going to sell it in, and then, and then we run into anything, he seduces it. So. Make a switcheroo. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to ignore that. Leaf won't, won't remember that. <laughs> no, I'll remember it. I'll just ignore it. <laughs> Maybe you remember that, but not say anything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. yeah, no, I'm... Alright then. Sounds like a plan. If our campaigns were Telltale games... <laughs> I mean... I mean, I guess technically speaking... Charm person will be a helpful spell to have around just in case the worst happens. <laughs> it's one of the spells that I alternate around having. The corruption begins. Shannon <clears throat> right. just likes to give him a hard time. I like to give everyone a hard time. But so easy with you. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. And it's fun to get a rise out of out of leaf. I don't know what to think about that. So presumably you make your way towards Grimbuttle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we, 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 we get a rest, and I'm yeah. So and you make your way towards Grimbuttle. Yep. Yep. Um, and like I say, it's about eight hours as you ride across the river and um, head further west, circling around and heading up that slope that had that turned south that you had they had branched off from. And as you as you rise through the uh, through the hills towards Grimbatol, you pass you pass through two of these heavily uh, ruined but once grand dwarven um, gates that sort of line the the valley that leads up toward um, the fortress, um, eventually leading you up until the gates come into view. Um, as you approach, you see, you begin to see the the great stone uh, turrets that reach out from the side of the mountain begin to pop up. These sort of Massive uh, in outcrops of, of of worked stone that reach out from the natural stone that have like um, large windows 
uh, with sort of flames and the flickering of torches lighting out from the inside. And there's a number of these grand towers that reach out from the mountainside. And then eventually, as you climb further, you see the massive stone gates that lead into the mountain that forms the entrance to this fortress. These sort of five, six-story tall worked stone facade with this gigantic metallic door uh, that has just sort of been pushed open on one side with the the anvil the the anvil that forms the dwarven iconography of the um, Dunmoreau the the dwarves of Dunmoreau that has been sort of defaced and marked aside um, and in its place has been uh, marked up the symbol of the Dragon Maw Clan which is the 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 front profile of of a beast skull that's faintly long and reptilian in shape, uh, encircled with this uh, ring that has several notch marks on the side, um, all all marked in crimson, um, and that that has been plastered on both of these doors, uh, one of which is still left open, um, and it is early in the morning when you arrive. How do you intend to approach? I'm stealthing all the way. Like, upon approaching. Okay. I mean, are we stealthing or are we going with disguises? <clears throat> you guys can do disguises, I'm stealthing. Yeah, he's just let her be a... Uh, <clears throat> let's just gonna walk in and let her kind of follow or lead or do whatever she does and just kind of ignore that she's around. Well, we'll be there in case anything happens. Sure. I will be in the shadows. Do you want invisibility? Just, uh... I'll be fine. Yeah, okay. I guess that's a better way to get out, as a matter of fact. I gotta save that. <laughs> I will remove my armor and put on the uh, disguise. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Well, put on the disguise over your armor, probably. No, you can remove the armor and just put on the disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing where I can just have I can't use my disguise because I don't have my, my steam suit. Because I had this thing over my steam suit. So I don't. I can't. I don't really have a disguise for my size. So I'm just gonna be hanging with. Oh my goodness! So the you're the this, only two. This this because I have my taxes in that grade, so it'll help uh, remove the penalty for stealthing. Yep. And then if, if oh. they do need to put it on, I just. Yeah. Take the uh, bonus action and put it on. Because yep. he can just summon his armor. If he's a oh, okay. Yeah. So if we're stealthing, I can stealth while we're stealthing, and if we fall into battle, then... You can stealth while we're stealthing? Yes, yes you can <coughs> stealth while we're, while we're stealthing. Do you have a, you don't Your have dog stealth, heard you like stealth. <laughs> so we put a snake in your box. So I'm stealth. Yep. Go ahead and roll me stealth. The rest of you go ahead and roll me deception. Deception. Just to see how well you get this disguise off. Cannot math tonight. 
Twenty-eight. Okay. Twenty. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Uh. Nineteen. Uh. I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> Should have left it behind. He's the one carrying the axe. If they ask questions, make an intimidate check. <laughs> So, um, the group of you begin to make your way into the interior of Grimbator. Um, and as you make your way inside, you are greeted with... This is the first time any of you have ever been inside a dwarven fortress. Especially one of this size. Um, and you are immediately greeted with the the sheer scale of dwarven architecture, as the you, you you expect something built into a mountain to be relatively cramped spaces, you know, just sort of tunnels and um, like small small cave carved out of stuff. But no, you immediately upon entering the gate, you are greeted with grand arched ceilings that reach several stories above. These massive hallways carved out of stone. Uh, grand walkways that could fit 20, 30 abreast, um, and these sort of heavy marble stone floors that have been cracked and damaged from years of inattention, but still retain a certain amount of that grandeur that was originally built into this place by the original Dwarven inhabitants. And as you look around the 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 buildings that have been set up for that had been set up for the dwarves to live in are these sort of large square stone structures that have been carved out of the mountain that have a variety of different decorations of dwarven make on them and the doors are often of heavy stone and this place has a very grand feel to it, it but it's a fallen grandeur. A lot of the stone is loose. There's a lot of rubble that's been scattered around. There's fallen rock. Several of these buildings have been caved in. Um, several walkways have crumbled as you as you walk through. Uh, go ahead and everyone roll me a perception check. 24. No, I'm sorry, 22. Okay. 13. Ooh, 21. 23. Right, right. Um, so you're the, you're the first one who notices because you're moving ahead of everyone because you're stealthing. Mm -hmm. um, but as you, as you pass through some of these sort of ancient, somewhat decrepit hallways, um, as you enter what seems to be a massive circular ring that forms a sort of a main thoroughfare in this ancient fortress city, um, you are immediately struck by intense heat as you, as you enter this main thoroughfare. And there, in front of you, you see this main walk, this main thoroughfare is divided onto two main walkways. Then there's a massive, there's like a 50, 60 foot gap between them where there's a drop. And as you approach, the heat is coming from that from that crevasse between the two main walkways. 
And as you approach and sort of look down the down into the crevasse, you see there is probably a good 60, 70 foot drop, and then there's just an active lava flow hmm. beneath the crevasse. Central heating. Anyone care for a swim? <laughs> I don't have enough protection spells for that. I don't think Shield of Faith is going to help me in a lava bath. Now you can see there's a there's there there was a bridge that crossed over from one side to the other that has crumbled. But as you look around you can see that the walkway continues on for a while and then the the lava flow either just terminates or is just not revealed. And there's actually a solid path where the, the, the walkway sort of reaches around and you can, can go back to the other side. Um, which you looks like you'll need to because as you look to the right where the walkway would continue deeper into the city, um, there's a section of it that is just sort of crumbled away and fallen into the lava flow and there's no, like you could try and climb across but it's just like the, the walkway that has been formed has just fallen in. Okay, we go around. Yeah. Josh, go ahead and start swimming. We'll meet you on the other side. <clears throat> Let's see if I can jump it with my boots. I bet you can. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> and I walk around. Yeah. Walk around. So you make your way around, and you're seeing occasional signs of Twilight's hammer activity. Um, it's definitely sparse. This is a massive city and you have not gotten very far into it. Mm -hmm. um, but as you look around, you see the occasional um, burnt out campfires of people who had been here a moment, to, who had been here a while ago. Um, but there's also signs that someone else is here. Okay. A big thing? Something, not, not necessarily a big no. thing, but someone else. Because as you, as you look around, um, a lot of these uh, camps that have been abandoned have been sort of gone through. Like someone came by after people had left behind and searched through for something. Mm -hmm. um, and the... Uh, there is an, uh, sort of, a sensation that someone has been here a lot more recently than the camp itself. Um, and there's this sensation that there's a presence here that is not, it's definitely not the Twilight's Hammer. There's someone else here. Like, in the room with us? At least in this large thoroughfare. Okay. Yeah. Just keep going. I mean, like, the detect <clears throat> magic? Um, as you, detect magic has a range of what? Let me look. I think it's like 30 feet. Uh, it's either 30 or 60. There we go, detect magic. He has a range of 30 feet. Yeah. So as you detect magic and look around, you don't see any immediate magic in your vicinity. Mm 
keep moving ahead cautiously. Yeah. Um, Shana wants to take a minute and kind of just stealth around, searching the room. Search stuff. Area. Large. Roll me investigation. Thirteen. Um, as you look around, um, you find there is, as you look around, um, a unique scarring to the ground um, at a couple of points. Claws. Um, burn marks in almost almost burnt in the exact shape of footprints. Are they footprints? They definitely seem uh, like... Perhaps a dragon? No, not that large. Oh. I am oh, really what impressed are we about? if he left the Wednesday night campaign <laughs> and joined the Sunday, Sunday night no. campaign. No, not okay, quite. Okay, because I'm investigating this in a Wednesday night campaign. <clears throat> oh, no. Suddenly, see a guy wrapped in bandages. No. Okay. Um, the, the, these are definitely sort of scorched footprints. Is this something? Do I know? Is this something that, like, maybe a dragon in human form would be behind? I mean, possibly something, something of particularly fiery element or something potent heat, maybe. Okay. Get ready, leave my be your moment to shine. <laughs> now it's going to be a, a, like a lava Increased element. Light. It's always my moment to shine. But <laughs> right, she doesn't see anyone, though. The footprints lead further in. Oh, I'm sorry. I follow the footprints. Let's <laughs> follow the footprints. Sorry. Yeah. As, you, as you begin to follow, they sort of lead um, further across and through the uh, through these these pathways and eventually um, as you're as you're walking along <laughs> go ahead and roll me a perception check anybody who's near her if anyone's following her sure I'm not necessarily following turn her around, it's just, uh, right there I don't see anything yeah. what, I mean what'd you roll to a 10. That might be good. Twelve. You want to roll as well you can. Uh, what perception? Yeah. Okay. Um, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Thankfully, you can see. Uh, there is an acrid and somewhat horrendous smell um, as you as you begin to pass further along, and um, eventually. You have to stop because it's directly to your right, and you look, and there's a there's um, a domicile, a dwarven home, and as you look inside, you see um, a body that had been dragged into the building um, of okay. a twilight's of a twilight's hammer cultist. <clears throat> um, there there is a massive burnt slash across its torso that has been scorched, and the smell is burning flesh. Yeah. Some kind of killing the right creature. Some kind of lava creature. Um, how long ago did it look like he died? Probably no more than a few hours ago, if that. 
it's recent. Um, are there footprints leading back out? Yeah. Huh? Continue to follow these footprints. Someone roll me an investigation check. Yeah, I want to figure out if I can identify what this creature might be. 17. 20. 20. 20. These footprints are spaced oddly to the side. Like, as, as, you're, as you're walking to the door, these footprints that are heading out are on the left side of the walkway. And typically speaking, if you're walking by yourself out of a door, you just take up the center path. Which sort of implies that whoever is leaving these footprints is not the only person in the group that they are walking in. They're walking alongside someone who is not leaving these burnt footprints. Uh, cool. Alright. Wonderful. <clears throat> Let's just keep going. We need to be prepared. Yep. Well, whatever it is seems to hate the Twilight's hammer. If we run into something, negotiation isn't off the table. Yeah. I mean, does it look specifically also like there was a struggle? Uh, the body is split open, split but it's hard to tell how much of a struggle there was there. Yeah, like... It was an attack of some kind. I, I, I imagine this isn't the, the kind of thing where it's like, oh, hey, random... There's only one clean slice, um, which implies that it only took the one blow to kill the person. Mm -hmm. which might be a surprise attack, or maybe they just didn't get a chance to get in the offense and died immediately. Yeah. All right. Cool. You sense any magic on the wound? That's you. Yes. What's detect magic telling me? Uh, there is fell magic Duh. across the scar. Oh, no. <clears throat> Foul magic. Diplomacy is off the table, never mind. You may wish to hurry. Yes, I agree. Let's let's move fast, get what we need, and get out. Yeah, let's just get that was the plan from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we might have to fight past something, but we Because our lives are never easy. <clears throat> we may we may encounter the war chief. Oh, that would be bad. Oh, that would be very, very bad. Yeah, whatever. Let's move. Um, as you're as you're moving, um, maybe we should try to stray away from the footprints so that we don't <clears throat> run into their source. There echoes across this main thoroughfare a deep rumbling. <laughs> Let's just go toward the middle of town and find what we're looking for. Um, you hear something coming. There are the sound of flapping wings. <laughs> Stealth. Alright, Leaf. Get the heck out of the Everybody dive in. Everybody hide. Roll me stealth checks. Natural 20. Nice. Gives me a 26 or something. Nice. Natural 20. Good. Gives me 36. Nice. I forgot where my stealth was. Oh, yeah. 20, 26. Uh, 22. I'm going to go ahead and use guidance on myself so I can add a d4. Go for it. 
because that seems like the kind of thing to do for a guy who doesn't have pluses to this. 18. Nice. So the group of you duck off to the side and just find places to tuck yourselves into. And as, as, you, as you do, one of these large black dragons soars overhead, just passing, passing through the thoroughfare on wings, just these heavy wing beats as it passes, as it passes above. Um, it's a massive dragon. It has these sort of long curving horns that curl under the jaw and reach forward, and it has this sort of bluish frill fin across its back, and its wings sort of almost scrape the sides of the of the of the of the thoroughfare as it wings through and passes over a section. There's, there's this large section of the thoroughfare that's just covered in rubble that she sort of passes over and um, wings by and disappears across the other side. Does this look like a dragon vaguely of the same caliber of uh, Deathwing? It's roughly this, not as anywhere near as big, but definitely of an ancient and powerful mm. variety. Yeah. Um, and as it as it passes by, um, what's your passive perception? Mine. Yeah. Uh, that's just wisdom, isn't it? Uh, plus your perception if you are proficient in it. It's ten plus your plus your perception bonus, basically. Okay. In that case, it's seventeen. Seventeen. As you are beginning to emerge from cover, as the dragon is passed by, you spy two other figures also emerging from cover. Um, they're further ahead of you, um, but you see two, two individuals, roughly humanoid in shape, um, uh, one of whom is carrying two large objects, one in each hand, and the other is carrying a single one, um, begin to move further into, at, they, they had also taken cover when the dragon had passed by, and now that it has, they begin to move further in. I sort of duck back a little bit back into cover, indicate to you, and then I point over to them. <laughs> Shanna's gonna try to follow them. Okay, roll me stealth. follow and eventually you manage to get to a point where you have a view of these two and you can see that there are two individuals um, one is wearing robes that are um, this sort of dark gray uh, with occasional white trim um, that's very very plain and not not very ornate but in their in their right hand they have a long sword um, and they uh, keep their keep their face hidden at all times, um, as as they sort of walk alongside an individual who is um, of elvish descent. Um, they are tall, uh, with long, pointed ears, purple skin, which indicates a night elf. Mm -hmm. um, their hair is this sort of deep blue that is pulled back into a, a long ponytail. They're tall and lean, no coverings over their torso, um, with this long um, <coughs> dress-like um, robe on the lower half. Um, their torso is covered with these spiraling tattoos that are 
pitch black, but faintly glow just ever so slightly. Um, in each of their hands, they hold a, a long curved uh, blade um, that sort of stretches from both that stretches from both ends of the hilts. That has an arm guard on the on the side. The thing that strikes you most about this this elf is that they are apparently blind. There is a black sash that has been tied around their eyes, but they don't seem to have any trouble walking as they walk alongside this human and. They both duck for a minute as a pair of Twilight's Hammer cultists um, move past, and as you watch, you see both of them rush forward, the human with the long sword, the elf with the two twin blades, moving quietly as they can. The elf rushes forward and spins and drives the blade across the back of one of them while the human digs his blade in and through the torso of the other, um, both covering their mouths so that they can't scream as they both fall um, they begin. They they drag the bodies off to the side and deposit them. And you just barely manage to catch the faintest snatch of conversation between the two of them as you, as you watch. Um, the uh, the 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 hooded figure you manage to hear. Are you sure we might be able to find what we're looking for here, Falaran? And the the night elf sort of. Anything is a possibility. Uh, maybe. I think at least we might find some clues. Can they both head further in? Just keep following them. It might be looking for the same thing for some reason. I'm guessing you fill us in on what you saw? Yeah. It's a human and an elf. Night elf. Called the night elf Falaran. Uh, well, I think he's blind. That's more worrying to me than anything. And they're looking for something. Don't know why. They'll cut a swath for us to follow at the very least. I'm trying to... I can go ahead a little bit and follow them. Stick close. Be careful. Okay. And I'll be. As, you, as the group of you pass, do you want to inspect the corpses again? Yeah, is it the same kind of wound that was uh, caused the, in the other one? Yeah, one of one of them has just been run through with a sword. Um, but the other one has this long slashing gash that similarly has that sort of fell <coughs> magic traced across it. So that's... Uh, which... I quickly... I want to ask you, which one was caused by which person? Um, the elf. The, oh. um, the elf had to... They curved blades. They're they're they're, they're twin blades. They they're. It's it looked like there's a grip and there's two sword blades that curve off of both sides. They're they're curved twin blades as far as you can tell. Also had tattoos that glowed. Was, was that the wound that was fell? That definitely seems like the the fell infused wound. So the night elf is some kind of warlock. Yeah, warlock. Hmm. That would be the appropriate term, yeah? Yeah. So the Night Elf is some kind of warlock. The human... Nothing special about that one. Just run through with a sword. Were I able to see this just human? Just you, They were wearing a robe. Human-ish. Like, you could you could make yeah. the guess of human. Did it sound like... By by the voice, did it sound like male? Probably. You, you would guess a male, and you male. would guess okay. human by the voice. Or at least human-adjacent. Okay. 
Right. Well, let's keep following, I guess. <coughs> okay. You guys keep following through. Um, and as as you continue on following through the uh, through each of these uh, tunnels, these these hallways that continue to curve around, you end up finding yourself heading further in. Like this, this if if this thoroughfare is like a ring that goes around the city, you're now heading in towards the center. Um, and as the the walkways, as you continue to move move along them. Um, you trying to keep this duo in your sight. Um, um, the uh, the uh, elf and the human, as far as you can tell, um, occasion they seem to be trying to do their best to avoid. But whenever whenever there is someone in their path, they eliminate them as quickly as possible and try and hide the bodies off to the side. Um, and as you uh, as you as you make your way through um, they eventually reach a point um, where just only a perception check you because you're in the lead. So, um, the, uh, the elf of the two kind of stops and stops the, stops the other person and, um, points off to the side and mutters something that you can't hear, um, and they, the, the two of them kind of duck into um, a building off to the side, and uh, there's a moment later um, emerge back out and continue on down the path. So back here, we're still seeing those footprints of that one guy. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and every time there's a body, I'm just going to check the pockets. You probably pick up a, a good, like, uh, 15, 20 gold off of the bodies okay. as you as you go by. <laughs> just because. Because these guys aren't looting. Yeah. They're just killing and passing by. Right. Am I able to see what the house is that they went into? Is it like someone's house? It's someone's house, yeah. It's sort of large and relatively um, ornate. Did they go in, murder person, and come out? They went in and came out. You haven't gotten to the house yet if you want to try and step in. Try and step in for a minute. Yeah, so you, you, you step into the house, and as you, as you step in and look around, this place is sparse and completely empty. And you've got no real idea uh, as to why they stepped in here until you hear from behind you so this is our little tale. <clears throat> and as you turn around to see the elf sort of leaning in the doorway, 
that's where we're going to end for the week. Great. Uh, I kind of suspected that, but I couldn't say anything because where I was. <sighs> anyway. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.